The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. It's Medal of Honor Monday. Of course, that's coming up an hour from now. We have brand new charges for Hunter Biden. We'll talk a little bit about that. This Jack Smith, Jack Smith, the special counsel, Jack Smith's going right to the Supreme Court trying to make sure he can try Donald Trump. We will discuss that. In fact, Julie Kelly's going to join us about uh, 45 minutes from now to discuss that in more detail. What else is on tap for tonight? They continue to prep the ground for them throwing Trump in prison because they're evil monsters. Many educators are also evil monsters. We will go into that tonight. We're going to have a very, very offensive conversation here in like two minutes about Democrats and racism and cultural conflict, all that, emails, I may even end up taking some calls later on, I'm in such a good mood, all that is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. I'm actually going to begin someplace way different than any of these things, though, and I'll get to this offensive conversation about cultural stuff and race and all these things in a moment, but there's something we don't consider when it comes to the border. So I I realize this is going to sound out of left field, but it's not. Let's 
pause for a moment and think about how many illegals are currently in the country. That's probably too big of a number. Let's talk about just the past few years. The Joe Biden presidency. They opened up the border. We now have the country flooded with illegals. I saw Eric Adams over the weekend came out. and I mean, look, he's not backing off with his criticisms, criticisms of Biden. He said this. We are at an untenable situation right now, and it is painful for us. Uh, it is painful for the city. And I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, we're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but it's, these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. It is All going right. to be that's, at that's, this moment. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Help is not on the way. This is going to be a continual theme for Democrats on tonight's show. You'll probably enjoy it, but for Democrats on tonight's show, this is going to be a continuing theme. Now, what's going on here? What's going on is Eric Adams is running into a problem many communists have run into throughout history and many American communists are going to run into now. Now, let's pause on that for just a brief moment. Why now? What's changing now? Well, what's changing is we're moving from one phase of our communist takeover of our country into another phase. We have been firmly in the demoralize the population. You, you create a bunch of unpatriotic Americans by educating them that America sucks. So we've been in that phase and we've been in the revolution phase. We're still... In the revolution phase, the revolution phase, this is the phase where they throw open the prisons. They throw open the border. This is how you create mass amounts of violence and anxiety and angst. That kind of chaos and violence ends up giving the communists more power in the end. So that's where we're at. We're in the revolution phase. But some people, like Eric Adams, and this, this will apply. Look, this is going to apply to Harvard. This is going to apply to various Democrat subgroups. This is going to be a theme on the show. They don't understand something. They thought they were important instead of just being a cog in the machine, which they are. Does the Biden administration, do they want all the Democrats who live in New York City to be happy and voting for Joe Biden? Of course they do. But. Are the people, the evil communists who are trying to burn down the country, are they going to stop their plans or even slow down their plans just because some illegals are making life uncomfortable for New Yorkers? Not a chance in the world. People are finding out the pecking order of this country and they're finding out things are about to change. And many, 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 many Democrats, coast to coast, not just New York, coast to coast, are, go are going to find themselves in a world of misery. Now, the good news for you and me is those Democrats at least deserve it. They voted for it time and time and time again. 
If I have one more friend, Democrat friend from California, email me or text me and tell me that uh, he's he's had it with the high crime and taxes, I'm just going to throw up at this point in time. So at least they deserve it. But what we have is a dangerous situation that is going to get more dangerous. And I only brought up this because I wanted to bring up this story. Long Island officials. Quote, illegals are burglarizing New Yorkers to pay back the cartels. Let's say the number's 6 million, 7 million, maybe even 8 million illegals in the last three years. If you're a communist who wants to create chaos, angst, disorder, violence as you cap off your revolution phase, can you think of a better way to do that? than having a bunch of illegal alien criminals in this country committing crimes against Americans? Because here's here's what the communist is going to do in the end. He'll keep funding these open-up-the-jail DAs. You know, the Alvin Braggs of the world will keep being funded. They'll keep turning violent people loose. The violent people will continue to murder and rob and rape And then the DA will refuse to prosecute them. What's going to happen is the American people will eventually cry out for help. And if you're a Democrat, you're a robot, you will turn to the Democrat tyrant strongman to then bail you out. Violence against American citizens by illegals is nothing new. It's nothing unique to Long Island. It has been something the system has been covering up for decades. Decades of cover-up from all the murder and rape. The media covers this up as well. But what's what's going to happen is the communists will emerge with more power on the back end, not less. And that's kind of nonsensical, isn't it? And look, here's here's something that'll it's definitely gonna jog your memory. Remember the St. George Floyd protests? Remember those? I remember we were watching, and all the Antifa street animals and the Black Lives Matter street animals, they were all having a good time, vandalizing, burning, murdering everything they could get their hands on. And I remember a bunch of people on the right looked at it and thought, wow, this is gonna be really bad for Democrats. I can't believe they're so stupid. They're even doing this in an election year. Man, they're going to take a beating at the polls. But they didn't take a beating at the polls. They went out and they won at the polls. You can't always follow these things to their logical conclusion because the population is not logical. In the end, the more violence and misery they create, the better it is for them. The more prosperity and happiness out there, it's better for the right. The more misery and angst out there, it's better for the left. The truth is, these illegals in this country, many of them, the majority of them, are financially beholden to the cartels. The cartels who are highly invested in keeping the border open. Cartels who must be paid back. Remember, that's how these these things work. You see the annoying person from Venezuela taking up room on the line as you're trying to get a sandwich. But you know what you should be seeing? 
That human being is a slave, an indentured servant who must pay the cartels back their five grand, 10 grand, whatever he had to pay in order to be trafficked over here. And if he doesn't, they've got his wife held hostage and they're going to cut her head off. So what's he going to do to make sure he can pay that back? Anything. My larger point here on this rant is how many of the millions of illegals Joe Biden has allowed into the country, how many of them are now going to commit crimes regularly against the American people especially now because we live in a country where even the FBI will cover up those crimes. I didn't say that to make you paranoid. But when you consider the number, 8 million in the last three years, when you consider the number, that's a lot of violence we just imported into our country now, isn't it? Yeah, something to think about. All right, we're moving on. Let's have, because along these same lines, I'm going to talk about this Harvard dust-up, this Claudine Gay. She's in a bit of hot water for her testimony. But again, Democrats like Eric Adams and Claudine Gay, they're going to have a difficult time with the new phase we go into here. And we'll discuss that phase in more depth. First of all, let's discuss your new phase, the new cell phone era. Well, not new cell phone. You, you actually don't have to switch cell phones or even sell numbers when you switch to Pure Talk. Did you know that? When you switch to Pure Talk, that phone you have, you you can keep it. That's fine. You can get a new one. Pure Talk has new ones, great deals on new ones, but you can keep your phone. You can keep your number. That's what I did. I didn't need anything new from Pure Talk, at least not for a while. I've since gotten a brand new iPhone from them. But yeah, your bill, my bill got cut in half. You're on the same great 5G network, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, all the big guys. You're on the same network, so you're not sacrificing service, and you get to put your money where your morals are, a mobile company that shares your values. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk today. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly show. That's going to be an appropriate song for tonight's show, Chris, because of all the Hunter Biden talk with the fighting the law and the Trump talk and the fighting the law. Julie Kelly, the great Julie Kelly is going to join us in about ooh, 10 minutes from now. Talk to us about what what did Jack Smith do today? Why is he going right to the Supreme Court? What, what's he doing with Trump today? Anyway, Julie's going to get us educated on that here in a few. But I wanted to play something for you here. Again, Democrats in this country. Even far lefty ones, they're going to have a very difficult time adjusting to this new phase they're in. Here's a reality of it. All politics aside, here's a reality of it. We love uncomfortable, offensive talks on this show. The black community in this nation and the Jewish community in this nation have had amazing amounts of tension for years, decades decades of tension between the black community and Jewish community in the country. Now, what's been so amazing has been the Democrat Party's ability to keep both of those coalitions together, voting Democrat every cycle. It really is amazing. It it shows the level of, I was going to say disinformation, but look at the lies that are out there, the lies people were told, the lies people believe. 
But none of that has changed the amount of tension. The radical communist black base of the Democrat Party hates Jews, despises them. That black liberation theology, with the fire of a thousand suns, they despise Jews. But Jews, two-thirds of the time, have been voting for Democrats in this country. So they found themselves voting for the same people, yet they've never gotten along. Well, now fast forward to what we're seeing today. Hamas conducts themselves like a bunch of animals, go rape and murder a bunch of Israeli women. Israel launches an invasion into Palestine. And since then, a lot of elected and not elected people have really, they've given some revealing testimony. This is Miss Claudine Gay. Who's Claudine Gay? She's the president of Harvard. The president of Harvard. With virtually no accomplishments, she's still the president of Harvard. But why is she the president of Harvard? Because she's black and a woman. But she's also a black woman communist. So she despises Jews. And she's catching all kinds of heat. For this, we embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment. Does that speech and not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you that testify that you understand that is the def definition of intifada. Is that speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views that are objectionable. You and I both know that's offensive. not the case. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? Yeah. So what's Elise Stefanik telling her there? Hey, you're the least free university. And they are Harvard. It is Mao's China. That's what Harvard is. If you send your child to one of these elite universities, have a good time with whatever comes back home. That's what Harvard is. It's Mao's China. They will censor. They will eliminate. They will kick you out of school. They, they, everything communists do, that's what Harvard does. But she's asked about a bunch of pro-Palestinian kids on campus calling for the genocide of Jews. And now, well, we need to take a more nuanced view of things here. Well, it's not complicated what you're seeing. She hates Jews. It's not more complicated than that. She hates Jews. She agrees that Israel should be wiped off the map. She's a black liberation theology communist here in the United States of America who hates Jews. What's going to be interesting as the phases change, as times change in the country, what's going to be interesting is watching Democrats Continue to try to walk the tightrope while at the same time choosing a side. My point in all this is they're going to have to choose a side. They are. There's no way they can walk this tightrope. They've been trying to do so. They're going to either choose their Jewish support base or their black support base. And I don't think they're prepared to make that choice. And if you're a Democrat, if you're looking at this, forget about right and wrong. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about politics and culture and things like that. Forget about right and wrong. Let's set that aside for a moment. If you're a Democrat, 
How do you even begin to make that choice? You can't. Because the problem is both of these support bases are so woven into your party's politics. They have been part of Democrat politics for as long as I've been alive. Two-thirds of Jews have voted Democrat in this country, and about 99% of, uh, it's actually like 93% of black people have voted Democrat in this country. That's simply how it's always been. What are you going to do when you have to tell one of them, sorry, you got to go? You have all these diversity hires everywhere. They're diversity hired for their skin color, for their gender, for being super gay. Why are you gay? That'll always get you in somewhere. What do you do when you have to tell one of the subgroups you got to go? It'll be fascinating to watch. All right, you know what's going to be fascinating? Julie Kelly. Julie Kelly has some news about this Jack Smith stuff. Let's get updated on what's going on. Let's first, let's dig into some towels. We need better towels. The, the, the America needs better towels. Because towels in this country have always either been A, absorbent, or B, soft. They've never been both. They've never been both. I know my wife bought us the super soft towels right when we got married. And I remember complaining first time I took a shower. They don't dry you off. They just push the water around. Well, now my pillow has created my towels. And you can get a six-piece towel set for as low as $29.98 with the promo code JESSE. You have to go to MyPillow.com. You have to click on the big radio listener special square at the top. Don't forget that step. And then use the code JESSE. And you know what the date is today? December 11th. Tomorrow's December 12th. Final day for free shipping. So take advantage of it now. MyPillow.com. Promo code JESSE. All right? Julie Kelly. Next. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Turn it off, Chris. Oh my gosh, turn it off. Uh, Did Julie Kelly pick that song? She didn't. Oh, she didn't pick the song. Oh, well, Julie Kelly, as much as I love her, made a critical mistake you don't make on the Jesse Kelly show. If you don't pick your song, you get the worst song we can find in short order. So congratulations, Julie. You did that to yourself. I'm sorry. I've been knee deep in court motions all day. I was caught off guard. I promise to be better prepared next time. Julie, I don't want to hear about your job when we're focusing on your bumper music, important things like that. Anyway, you need to go subscribe to Julie Kelly's declassified Substack. If you really want to know how evil the DOJ is in this country, there's your one-stop shop for it. So, Julie, along those lines, everyone woke up today to a headline that Jack Smith bypass some kind of court and he's going right to the Supreme Court and a lot of people seem mad and a lot of people seem happy, but what does any of this mean? Well, it means that Jack Smith is once again contradicting their narrative, both by the Department of Justice and Judge Tanya Chutkin, that Donald Trump will be treated like any other criminal defendant who faces trial. He's not going to get any special considerations. We're going to let the legal and judicial process play out like we would with anyone else. Well, of course, that is a blatant lie. And every step of the way they have treated him, as he is being treated by this DOJ, a uh, political target indicted twice in unprecedented criminal indictments by the administration of his very likely Democratic presidential uh, opponent in 2024. So what Jack Smith did today is really stunning. Um, 
On December 1st, Judge Chutkin denied Donald Trump's motion to dismiss the case against him based on presidential immunity grounds. Uh, she denied that, and she wrote in a lengthy order that a president does not get a quote-unquote get-out-of-jail-free pass and that they are indeed subject to criminal prosecution. Now, this is sort of groundbreaking stuff, Jesse, as you can imagine. Trump automatically appealed it, and rather than allowing it to play out through the normal process at the D.C. appellate court, which would involve various a briefing schedule, oral arguments, and then possibly weeks, maybe a few months before a decision, Jack Smith wants to leapfrog over the appellate court, take this directly to the U.S. Supreme Court, where the clock is running down on its October term, and have them decide on the merits of Judge Chutkin's order and whether or not Donald Trump can indeed face criminal prosecution in order to accelerate this and keep in place this March 4th trial date. Okay. Again, we're speaking with Julie Kelly. This is a lot for everyone to take in. I just want to just follow along. She's the one who's done the work on this stuff. Okay, Julie, just a, this is a minor point, but I do want to clarify Jack Smith asked the Supreme Court to take this up. Uh, do we know Correct. the likelihood of that? Uh, the, the, is there a chance they look at him and say, no, go pound sand? The, the, what is he going to get this? What do we know about that part of it? You know, I don't know. It's so unusual. And Jack Smith actually admits this in the um, writ, the petition that he filed before the Supreme Court today. And he said this is an extraordinary request, but this is an extraordinary case. Once again, contradicting that they're just treating Donald Trump like any old criminal defendant. So I really have no idea what the Supreme Court is going to do. But Jesse, it's important to emphasize this is a problem of Jack Smith and Judge Chutkin's own creation. He was indicted in August. Rather than allow what's usually the case in January 6th trials in Washington, D.C., more than a year, sometimes two years between indictment and trial, Judge Chutkin put this on a fast track, a seven-month window between indictment and trial in an unprecedented case of a criminal prosecution of a former president and, you know, presumptive presidential candidate in 2024. They are the ones that insisted on this tight schedule, knowing all of this litigation would be involved. So now they're throwing the political system and now the judicial system up for grabs as he takes this extraordinary step in his words to have the Supreme Court, as they're, you know, they're already considering various petitions and they already have a um, oral argument set for the next several months to leapfrog over the appellate court and prioritize this because this is what Jack Smith wants. They have to keep this March 4th trial date in place. They want a conviction of Donald Trump on these four counts before he gets the Republican nomination over the summer, all politically calculated and motivated, despite their claims this has nothing to do with presidential politics. Julie, can you help me understand, if you understand, why go to a Supreme Court, though, that is thought of as at least leaning, right? The numbers wise say that should lean, right? Shouldn't the Supreme Court look at this and say, oh, of course you can't prosecute Trump and we're done here, but it makes me a little nervous that Jack Smith is so anxious to get there. Right. And that is what some people are speculating about now is that, okay, how do you move forward in a Supreme Court by the very same interests who are trying to delegitimize 
the, the Supreme Court itself. So you have the Biden administration, all of their in special interest groups, the news media, trying to say that the Supreme Court is outdated, Clarence Thomas should be removed, we need to expand it, but now you're giving it to the same Supreme Court that you know there's purportedly a balance of conservatives or at least Trump appointees or Republican appointees on the court. So I don't really know what the calculation about. Some have speculated to your point that they would say, well, no, of course, a president cannot be criminally charged. Furthermore, he was already impeached, which is the equivalent of a trial. That's how we handle um, presidents who are accused of committing crimes in office through the impeachment process. He was impeached. He was acquitted by the Senate. He was not convicted. So that in of itself, Trump's team argues, is sufficient to handle the allegations related to January 6th. So I, I'm not really sure what they're, I'm sure there's some sinister motive behind going directly to the Supreme Court. They also could be concerned, some people have speculated, and I see this too, that the appellate court, and usually it goes to a three-judge panel, the D.C. appellate court also stacked with Democrats, um, would somehow split the baby on his immunity claims. We just sort of saw this in the gag order appeal, even though it looked like this was a big win for Judge Chutkin. These three judges, all Democrats, by the way, Jesse, they gutted this gag order. It was a humiliation for Chutkin and for Jack Smith. So I'm sort of wondering, in light of that ruling, if you if that's the best you can get out of three Democrats on the appellate court in D.C., what will they do with something even trickier, like um, her uh, her motion denying uh, Trump's motion to dismiss on presidential immunity grounds? Extremely complicated, convoluted, and unprecedented. So maybe they're, he'd rather take his chances with the Supreme Court, or at least them have them wear the jacket on it than being humiliated by the D.C. appellate court, mostly Democratic judges. Okay, well, I guess in the very least, this gives us something to cross our fingers about. That's one. Julie, what's going on with this Georgia stuff? I, I'm more concerned about Georgia than most people are. I realize D.C. is the big one, but Georgia, from what I understand, when they bring a guilty verdict down, a bunch of communists in Fulton County, do not go. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. He goes right to prison in Georgia, unless I'm mistaken. Well, I'm not really sure. I believe that she um, has asked for that trial to begin in August. So we have in the interim, obviously, what's happening in New York, and we've got the D.C. case, and we still have the classified documents criminal indictment sort of hanging out there in Southern Florida. I don't really know what's going to happen in Georgia, but I will say there's another wrinkle in that. Uh, matter as well. And that is a trial beginning in January of 2024 by a Democrat judge who has concluded that the voting systems in Georgia dating back to 2018 were unstable, vulnerable to hacking, that Georgia officials, including the Secretary of State and the governor, did not take adequate steps to protect these electronic voting systems. That trial starts on January 9th, ironically, the same day jury selection is supposed to start in Washington for oh. Trump's trial for January 6th. So people can please go to my Substack. You know, I'm not one to like help myself, but I explain what happened today um, in a new post that I, I, I just published. And there are other um, reports that sort of cover these nonstop legal maneuvers and, and, uh, and proceedings. 
Go read her stuff. You should have already been reading her stuff if you want to get boned up on the January 6th cases, the Trump stuff, the everything else. She's Julie Kelly. Her substack is declassified. Julie, I love you. I appreciate you. Come back very soon. All right. I'm going to talk to you about ham. 10-pound hams. You understand that Good Ranchers is currently giving out 10-pound hams for free. It's Christmas time, what they're, what they're doing for a Christmas special this season. You know, Good Ranchers, they have the best meat, all-American meat, the best meat, chicken, seafood, beef, whatever, whatever, the best meat. They deliver it to your front door. Your meat, no more grocery store, delivered to your front door. When you sign up for any one of their meat boxes right now, with the code JESSE, they're giving out a free 10-pound ham. Good Ranchers just took care of Christmas dinner free of charge. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Pick your box. Use the code JESSE. Get your free Christmas ham. Now is the time. Everyone loves that, except probably Jewish producer Chris. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code JESSE. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show. It's not my favorite song, Chris. It's not my favorite song. You know, here's the truth. And we're going to catch all kinds of heat for this. And I'll get back to the politics and some emails and stuff like that. And Joe Biden and rambling and everything else. And we're going to get to the Hunter Biden stuff. We have all kinds of stuff to get to. But Black Sabbath didn't have that many great songs and i'm not anti-black sabbath i'm not I'm, I'm really not i have i have some jams on my phone yeah exactly chris what a couple and ozzy himself i know he had some songs what is that song mama i'm coming home or whatever like he had some great songs ozzy's voice is so great that it kind of covered up the fact that a lot of that music sucked It did. I'm sorry. It did. I'm speaking hard truths. I'm speaking hard truths here on the show. A lot of that music friggin' sucked. Admit it. A lot of it did. Let's get to Joe today. ID, if you were driving your automobile here and you left in the key in the the parking lot, you left the key in the ignition, and a kid came up and jumped in and stole it, and they got in a crash, you're liable civilly. Why in God's name do people not have to lock up their firearms? Why is that not a requirement? All these mass murders, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff off of counters, off of the... <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get, I get angry. <laughs> we need to ban assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. Anyway, the, the kids with the, with the spatula and duct tape with the cars and the guns, and I put a lock on it, I think I just pooped. And, and anyway, I don't want to say anything. Anyway, let me clarify this for any Democrat listening. My guns are locked up when I'm not home. When I'm home, my guns are unlocked. Why? That's so I can kill you if you try to come in my house. That's why my guns are unlocked. I don't want to have to in the middle of the night or at any other time if you try to come on my property and hurt me or someone in my family. I don't want to have to spend time unlocking my gun going to the safe to get my gun. I'm just going to grab my gun, various, well, one of them, and I'm going to kill you. So that's why my guns don't stay locked up, because if you try to hurt me, I'm going to kill you. That's why. 
All right, let's get to a couple emails here because we have a bunch and we're, we still have stories to get to, this Hunter Biden stuff, what do I make of all that? Some great, great sound tonight, but let's do this. Dear Culinary Oracle, I always like your food suggestions. I'd forgotten about hot dogs and mac and cheese till you mentioned it one night. One night. Thanks for the healthy food options. Oh, I love mac and weenies, man. Weenies and mac. Chris, you don't like weenies and mac? Michael likes it. You can get the all beef ones or the Hebrew nationals or something like that. Oh, it is still beef and cheese. Dang it. Well, you're missing out, Chris. Anyway, the guy goes on to say, my question is, we are all about free speech. However, how is the anti-Semitic protests on college campuses not considered to be just that? After watching the congressional hearings with the college presidents, the issue is free speech or not. I am completely against the anti-Israel sentiments going on recently. However, is it not free speech? I always try to be consistent with my constitutional rights views. I always appreciate your thoughtful replies as I can use his name. His name is Kirk. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about this stuff on college campuses. Here was that uh, Rep. Stefanik, New York's very own Stefanik, interrogating UPenn's president who has since resigned. She's no longer with us. Or Actually, that makes her sound dead. She's alive, but she's no longer with you, Penn, after this little thing. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. If the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. Okay. So let's have an uncomfortable conversation here. Free speech. Aren't we all about free speech? Well, yes and no. You mentioned constitutional rights. Remember this. The government is limited by the Constitution. The Constitution is written to limit the government, what the government can and cannot do to you, the rules they can and cannot apply to you, laws they can't pass. The government is not supposed to be allowed to tell you what to say or what not to say. Now, of course, they violate that First Amendment all the time. I, however... I feel completely the opposite about this issue as most people. I believe not only universities, but private businesses, anybody should be allowed to discriminate for any reason. I do. I've always believed that. I, that's what a free country is. If I decide I'm not going to serve redheads in my Jesse Kelly cheeseburger restaurant, I'll throw a sign on the window that says no redheads allowed. And those soulless gingers are going to have to go get cheeseburgers elsewhere. And if college universities that are all commie training camps, if they want to run all the Jews off of college campus and make them all little Palestine, I believe they should be free to do so. Now, 
I want to burn down America's university system anyway. So if all this stuff hurts the university system, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But I like free speech. All of it. I believe I believe discrimination is totally legal and should be in this country. So there, that'll be popular. <laughs> anyway, um, practice with your weapon. Speaking of weapons, uh, Joe Biden wants them locked up. I want you practicing with them. Practice with your weapon. And to that, people usually say, oh, my gosh, but ammo is so expensive. Jesse, what about the ammo? Jesse, the cost of ammo. Yes, cost of ammo is high. That's why I tell you to get a Mantis X. Mantis X allows you to practice without firing a shot. Dry fire practice in the comfort of your home. And don't don't be flippant about that. I said, well, it's second tier practice. The pros dry fire practice 90% of the time. Did you know that? You know the Green Berets use Mantis X? Oh, I don't want that practice at home thing. You don't want to practice like the Green Berets do? Mantis X is for the experienced shooter or the brand new one in your life. It's Christmas time. Go get them a Mantis X. MantisX.com. It's Medal of Honor Monday time. Next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 